My name is Dylan. My pronouns are he, him, and welcome to God's Fall. My name is Aram. My pronouns are he, him, and I am playing the God of Chaos. <laughs> Last time on God's Fall, Dylan took over DMing and the God Mask as I introduced a God of Chaos. This week, she and the God of Thieves travel deep into the demon web pits and come face to face with the aftermath of her son's attempted assassination. He pulls the dagger out one more time. This was my last great success. This was set into motion with contingency plans, with layers. I have balls in the air and I can't trace them anymore. I am the god of thieves, not the god of muggers, not the god of thugs. I will have my entire portfolio back at my command, and your son will be a stepping stone on that path. Excellent. I mean, I really care for him. Like, that's where he belongs. Good. <laughs> As he should be. There is a certain amount of, like, intensity, sincerity to that whole spiel that he gave. Exhale, the tension falls out. And then the same thing, you can visualize the sound of it. When he says, certain things just have a draw to them. Some things, you need to claim them, and they just pull you towards them. And there's that little thread through every word. Okay. So I'm still on the right, so I still feel very confident I'm on the right path. If I just took his needs separately from all of this, I'd be like, yes, that's, that sounds reasonable. And he can't hide anything. So it's not like he's lying to me. This blade is dangerous. He's dangerous. But aside from that, like there's no, like he doesn't have an extra plan for me. He's just literally walking the straightest path he can to this thing so he can stop being a moron. He's like a squirrel. Like how, you know, he's buried all of his acorns, yeah. but he doesn't know where 90% of them are. <laughs> They're just going to become trees. There's nothing he can do. And that's the thing is he used to be an actual intelligent animal. These were all plans that he knew was going were going to pay off. And some of them were in progress is the part that seems to irritate him the most. Like there are heists that are ongoing that need pushes in the right direction but that direction's completely lost on him aside from, I don't know, take it. That is such a sad story. Come now, little squirrel. Let's go find your nuts. The moment you call him a squirrel, there's like, same sort of thing. Just above the little eye on the mask shifts. The head cocks. Out there, you want me to wade through that? It's the only way. Time to dance amongst the demons. All right. Out ahead of you, you have essentially two massive armies slamming into each other over and over again. As previously mentioned, one of the major flaws in existing in an afterlife is death means a lot less. These creatures are being killed and then dissolving into puddles of ash and then climbing up again over the edge of the bridge or coming out of buildings. People are just re-entering over and over again. There's a rift between our world, so they're just being sent back across the rift. We're just being sent back here. They're basically being knocked back 20, 30 feet and then just coming back into the fight. kind of wonderful. She'd be like, well, this pleases me. It's bad. Yes, we have to stop it. Fine. Yes. But it is rather lovely to watch. There's the voice at the back of your head that knows it needs to end eventually, because if it doesn't, then you can't kind of move on to the next thing. It's very hard to sow a plan in the middle of a fire. But it's a lovely fire. And you're so warmed by its glow. Oh, it's just, it's just nice to watch a whole wall burn. I mean, I didn't really think I'd like it this much, but I do. You look out over this, and basically at the far end of the parade grounds is where you were meant to sort of crown the next successor as one of your chosen, your avatar amongst the living. When Varen and you clashed, there was side effects? 
you essentially blew a massive hole in the bottom of the world. Something that falls through into the pits beneath. And when Veyron was ready to just stab you through the heart, when he had been fought nearly to the edge of his capability, but he still managed to get you onto the back leg, that was when his son tackled him and they started falling and you could hear the swords clashing off of each other and they fell forever and one of them came back wearing a white shirt and whatever it's all boring tedious bullshit stories that have been told a thousand times before right which one did come back uh gandalf oh right i see you think funny <laughs> i'm just dumb right good basically the way forward is down that hole which just means carving a path through these armies right exactly so listen <laughs> Here's the deal. We just have to get to that hellhole that I cut out when my son tried to kill me and then my grandson saved me and they both were pretty much sacrificed. We have to get there. It's in the middle of the armies that never really die uh, between those that rift between here, this hell and that other hell. Yes, there uh, where they are meeting and crushing together. Just past that. J just a little past that. That's where we're going. Fine. Do tell me again about how subtlety is so important on this mission. I'll tell you in a little bit. And immediately after that, he basically sinks into the shadow and reappears maybe a hundred feet in front behind a Dragoloth, one of the hybrid demon drow creatures. And that bone white shard just punches through the back of its head. It comes back out, the thing drops in behind it, you can see Mask, who tosses the dagger in the air, catches it. Are you coming? She's the kind that will boast and boast and boast, and then get shown up, but she's never mad about being shown up. She just like, now it's time to stop boasting and actually do the thing. Yes. So she just nods and goes gleefully, sprinting ahead to join him in what's surely going to be a fucked up cacophony of blood and death. Absolutely. Now roll for initiative, Aram. And she, God damn it. She rolls a natural 20s, which is a waste, but she rolled a 32. Mask is going to go first. But he's also there. We're just going to call what Mask just pulled his opening move, essentially just teleporting through the shadow. He appears behind the thing before it even realizes that someone has entered the fray. But the moment that happens, you see a shift in that entire battle. I want you to roll me your divinity, please. That's gonna be, that's only gonna be a 15. When you look out here, there's always a background radiation of your divinity. This is your domain. And overlapped over it, you can see Veyron, who's, he's made a mess here. But the thing that happened that really sort of soaked in here is actually the combination of father and son. Veyron is another god of thieves. Selvatarm, his son, is a god of warriors and slaughter. The moment Mask enters the fight and exerts any divinity, they smell it. And it becomes like bloodhounds. The entire fight starts surging towards the two of you. You see this Dragoloth drop, and you see an entire army shift forward. What do you want to do? Get to Mask's side. That would be my first goal. We're just going to have to go back to back. As I'm running towards Mask, Make a path before your queen. Yeah. All the forces there, I'm going to rally to kind of form a corridor to get me to Mask and then allow us to fight back to back while keeping the army like like I want them in front of us. Yeah. We are carving a path through them and then the army that I'm calling to me is is just keeping that tunnel built in support yeah. as we go through. What I want you to do is I want you to roll I can't remember what stat your divinity keys off of. I want you to roll divinity plus charisma. 22. You just radiate intent and immediately you can see the fighters next to Mask start pushing specifically away from him. And you see almost this pincer maneuver form where the armies of Varen and Selvatarm essentially are acting as unaffiliated killers in this whole battle. 
are surging forward. And then all of a sudden, these clerics and driders and, I mean, we would mechanically call them paladins, but they are very much not paladins. Yeah. Surge in from behind as the army tries to charge forward and start slaughtering a path down the middle. They're not even concerning themselves with the edges. They're just carving directly through the army straight towards you as best they can. Perfect. And I will assist. We'll call that just a general divine thing. Yeah. What do you want to do for your turn? I'm going to move to his side. And I'm just going to, like, my idea is for, is, is for us to fight back to back and just, you know, be the battering ram at the front of this column. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm just going to fight as hard as I can. And, you know, I just, like, I'm, 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 I'm still pretty amused about how good he is. Like, I like watching him work. So part of me is I just want to get a little closer and just see what he's doing. Just scope out the competition. He's not quite an enemy yet, but like it's always good to know what the people in your field are capable of. And also, I'm just so infrequently entertained. Mm -hmm. This is good theater. What does the God of Chaos fight with? What's your weapon? She has, uh, let me see what I have written down here. Yeah, so she has a short sword. That just seems sensible, but she also has like this tentacle rod. this just black rod that at a command word, these huge like undulating black tentacles whip out of it that are absurdly long and have their own strength like a fucking squid. Give me just a general attack roll for this mess that you're going through. Oh my God, another natural 20 plus 12 is 32. Okay, yeah, so that's gonna hit literally everything. Roll me, uh, you're fighting with masks, so you're gonna get your sneak attack. I assume you're some sort of rogue. I am some sort of rogue. Fun facts for the listeners. I have no idea what Aram's character sheet looks like, and I have no intention of asking. But for the listeners, uh, I am a rogue seven, bard eight, monk five. And you can find that character sheet and a ton of other DMs notes and other information about God's Fall at our Patreon at patreon.com slash God's Fall. Took my headphones out. I refuse to fucking learn. I appreciate that. All right. So how much damage are we doing? I swung with a short sword and I have sneak attack of 46. I also can with by spending one of my bard points summon a psychic blade. So it would be 3d6 plus 46 plus 1d8. So it's 37 points of damage and then double that. So it's going to be 74 points of damage. You come forward on like webs so thin so fine that they're not actually visible one would argue that they're not even really there they're actually woven into the fabric of this sort of demiplane that you preside over yeah and you just sprint down them and there's a point where mask is just shoving someone back puts the dagger through their hand you it comes out you can see that the thing is now humming with energy it's glowing red like blood And you just sort of get to the end, sort of, as he's got his arm forward just on that thrust, that, like, launch off of the dagger, land behind him, and just up in the jaw through the top of the head of the demon coming in behind him. There's a point where, honestly, brains don't matter that much to these sorts of creatures. And it goes to, like, push forward anyway, and you just push that little psychic blade, that little pulse of power, and its head pops like an overripe melon. This is fun. <laughs> she was like, oh, like, like such a good time. The army surges forward. So we're just going to we'll do one against mask and two against you because fuck you. Yeah, that's fair. This is kind of all my fault. Yes. Does a 17 hit your AC? It does not. It's close. So only the 28 hits. Right, that definitely is. You're going to take 26 damage. She's like, haha, and then it just gets walloped. There's the moment of glory. It's like, just, I've done so well. And one of them charges forward, and it's not even with, it's not with the rod, it's not with the sword. It's just a hand. You just grab a claw as it comes towards you and just push it off to the side. It stabs immediately into the chest of one of your followers. You're sure they'll be Oof. fine later. Maybe not. <laughs> no, I'm, no I don't, I'm quite sure they won't be. But it's like, oh, like glad that wasn't me. Mask is like 
doing that sort of minimal effort, pushing things out of the way. And as you kind of turn to look at this, it's exactly as you say, just this gargantuan, like, four-armed beast just topples you. Takes you to the ground and just starts clawing. You're managing to fend off its attacks for the most part, but it's getting a couple of hits in. And it's just generally in your way. It's not quite the revenant yet. Mask sees this, wheels around, he goes to take a swing, but you are directing a tide, not an army. Right. They're not fighting like soldiers, they're just swarming and killing. So there are like driders surging in front of him until it gets to the point where he can't quite get to you. So he just turns and hacks at the thing next to him. Any sort of finesse is just abandoned. It's just, I need to get over there. If she dies, I'm fucked here. Pivot, the thing sort of swings overhand at him, and he just grabs that arm, uses it to get right up into its grasp, and then takes that dagger and just starts shiving it. It's a good six or seven stabs before the thing really goes limp, and using the blade just under its ribs, he lifts it and just throws it back into the mob to kind of try to create a hole for himself. As he's coming down off this thing's neck, I would extend my arm for the blade. Let's see if he'll hand it to me so that on my attack, I can use it. Roll me persuade. 14 plus 10 is 24. This thing swings at you. You get the short sword up. The way it hits, it hits the, uh, the pommel of the sword with enough force to kind of slam it down into the ground, dug in like four inches. Into stone. Yeah. You just sort of reach out. He sees kind of not a great situation for you, and he just flings the dagger across. It is one of those throws that either he's very confident in your athletic prowess and knows that you will catch this, Mm -hmm. or maybe you're not so good at catching things, and he's just going to kill you and take your divinity instead. So Loth rarely takes head-on action. She looks at what's around her, what people are saying, what people are doing, and she just gives a little push here and there, a little change of direction. She just takes in everything around her and then corrupts it. So when this knife is coming for her, a little faster, a little harder than it should have been thrown, she just steps to the side, doesn't get in its way. She would never. She just casually guides it along, gives it an extra little push until it embeds in this creature she's facing. I want you to roll me a... uh, Acrobatics? Yeah, I think acrobatics is more appropriate than athletics at this point. It is a dexterity thing. I do want you to fail because I think that'd be funny. That would be very funny. 18 plus 16 is going to be 30 fucking four. Yeah, you have advantage on this attack. Okay, excellent. Then I'm going to roll to attack with... So am I attacking with this blade then? Yes. He threw it and you're just redirecting it into the enemy. Perfect. Okay, my first roll is a 17. So that's a 29. My second roll is a 12. So yeah, 17 plus 12 is 29. It's not even that sort of subtle redirection. We see it like that because, you know, the slow motion where you're observing it and there's the trajectory and you kind of slowly push it and then we flash back half a second and watch that at full speed the dagger comes sailing in and it almost looks like just with the tip of your fingers you stab the side of the blade and it just shifts and it curves into the monster i want you to roll your damage so you get whatever your standard damage is right plus 3d6 necrotic also it's a dagger so d4 that's going to be 26 points of damage. I couldn't put my psychic blades on that because I just tapped it. It curves and it just plants itself between two ribs. It's not enough to kill the thing. It's enough to create a gap, a space for you to operate in. Shoulder forward into this thing, kind of push it back a little bit. Then with the other hand, grab the dagger, give it a little yank and a flourish, quick spin around. You're now in a nice open space. You can move. You can make other things move. You can pull them into the space. You can stab them. There's a lot of things you can do with open space. It's never a good thing to give you space. 
Is the thing that tackled me dead? That's the most important question I've ever known. No. I have another attack and a bonus action. And what I would like to do is as, as, as I twirl out of it with the blade, I'd like to continue that circle and slash it again. Okay, give me that roll. A six plus 12 is 18. 18 isn't going to hit. Oh my God, I missed. Okay, so she misses and then she falls of that with one more a spin. And with her bonus action, she's, 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 she's just going to monk kick it. And that's going to be a 10 plus 13 is 23. Okay, 23 hits. And that is going to do uh, just two plus four. So that does six points of damage. And that's really just to get her AC up two points because whenever she does a martial arts thing in her combat move, she or her, her AC goes up by two points. That's really just for that. And I mean, it is a defensive move because it's exactly that. It's stab him to get him back, shoulder to get him back, spin to push him back. And once he's off balance, you just kick it. Yep. Right directly over that wound. And that's just like, like, does like kind of a flip kick and ends up boom, just kind of like back to back with mask as soon as she's done. Your sword is still planted in the stone. Right, which is fine. But I'm also going to like, now that I'm back next to mask, like her last thing will be to pass the dagger back to him. Okay. So then he has it on his round. Okay, fantastic. So your AC is well over 17 by this point. Yeah, now I'm at 20. So Mask is basically going to take a hit. The entire time you're kind of doing this dance, he is trying to fend things off. He is not a martial artist. He is a thief and a sneaky little fuck. Right now people are, well, things are swiping at him with claws. They're people. They're just different types of people, (sighs) don't Different motivations. Some of them are direct manifestations of a combination of evil and chaos. So they're less like people. No, no, no. In the US, we also call them people. Just like corporations are people, those things are also people, Dylan. <laughs> so these things are swinging in at him and he's doing his best, but he's like now throwing punches. Like I said, he's not a martial artist. This is a boxer's stance. Yeah. And unfortunately, the way a boxer deals with a lot of hits is just taking them. So Mask is taking 17 points of damage as basically some claws rake across his forearms. But he's keeping them back from, you know, the really bleedy bits. Assuming he has those. Like, we're not we're not 100% sure yet, but yeah. You've dealt with a lot of gods, and the thing you found out is there's variability in whether they bleed or not, but the bits that elicit the effect are always the same. Right. Stabbing someone through the eye doesn't even matter if they're made of fire. Still bad. Fair enough. You slip that dagger into his hand, and it's like a grab over the shoulder, he goes to stab this monster in the face. Excellent. Oh, that's unfortunate. Well, it is, I mean, it is a hard thing to hold, and we are in hell. He's a little off his game, but oh, that's, that's a bummer. That's a bad time. Oh, hold up, hold up, hold up. So I've been, because it's the closest thing you have to a God of Thieves, I've been running him off of God of Sports. That makes sense. Who is basically just Sportsmaster. Rolls all weapon attacks, dexterity, and constitution saving throws with advantage. Yep. A 15 is better. A 15 is much better. So he comes in, and there is that motion to kind of swat the arm back, and it connects. It catches him on the forearm, and he just lets the dagger drop, catches it lower, and just stabs up into the other arm that was coming around to claw at his face. That's nice. I like that. It's not bad. Make a good team. She actually kind of whispers that, like, loud enough for him to hear it. We make a good team. Because sometimes she just says things she's thinking out loud. There's no reason to keep it back. You aren't the subtle one. Yeah, yeah, she's not capable of it. I mean, I really do see Loth as, as like, you know, like, like she's like me. She's, she's kind of nuts, and she doesn't really have full control over things. And I definitely, definitely say things out loud that I am thinking without being fully aware that I've done it because I've gone so far into my own little fantasy in that moment, I will 100% do that. So yeah, she definitely would just say things out loud, but she wouldn't necessarily want him to know Yeah, she was thinking. So he stabs up, he gets this thing in the arm and he basically just pulls the arm back and then it's just a punch to the face. It stumbles back into the crowd of driders and clerics and you see Claws just tear this thing open. Your worshippers have learned a simple tactic, very related to our previous conversation, for dealing with things like demons. They still have hearts, 
and it hurts when you stab them. So what the driders do is they tear the thing's chest open, and then one of your clerics just jumps in, holds on to one of the exposed ribs, and just starts prison shanking the heart. That's great. Until the thing falls over with one of your clerics in the chest cavity. Did I teach them that? they, 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 They just come up with this on their own. Everything they do is with your inspiration. Uh, yeah, I mean, I say that, but I know the real answer. So, like, I'm pretty sure they just figured this out. Yeah, they, they did. This I am so proud of them. <laughs> that is very good. I am entertained, and I am also very impressed. This is this is yeah. all around, aces all around. This is good day. It really is. It really, this is, it really has become quite a great day. Like I'm trying to say, she's, she's trying to stay focused on the plot here. Like there's, there's things she needs to do yes. and people she needs to take care of. And this guy is dangerous, but at the same point, she's having such a lovely time. Speaking of which, it is your turn. As she shanks this, like she kind of just like slides her hand backwards as, as if she's expecting the blade to be placed in it once he's done. It's not even him that gives it back to you. Your hand comes back and the blade is still in the forearm of that creature. Right. Your cleric is the one that like pulls it loose and just runs it to you. Doesn't throw it, does not have that sort of coordination, places it into your hand. Like I'm waiting for a latte. Yeah. As it should be. What's what's like the biggest thing around me? Now I want actually a challenge. What's What's the largest thing that's within reach? So... Funny you should say that. The largest thing is basically you can see up the ways your army uh, is doing a very good job at clearing a path, but there's a point where that sort of pincer maneuver of clearing a path in front of you and tearing through the back of the other army has hit a snag, and you see flashes of fire and lightning in the middle of the path. That would be it. There's really, there's a couple people still in your way. But that's clearly where the fun lives. Can Mask do his thing where he steps into a shadow and reappears? Can can he take someone with him? I see no reason why not. Then she would just kind of like wrap her, like like, like she's got the blade, she's got her little fucking nightmare tentacle whip. She wraps herself around him and like just like one leg up. Very vampy. My dear, right there, please. And she points to where she needs to be. He just kind of size. It's really become his sort of catchphrase today. And he just reaches down to where one of your clerics was incinerated. There is a cloak left on the ground, and he just hurls it into the air. Immediately, shadow. And then pure black. So subtle. (laughs) And then all of a sudden, you find yourself standing in the shadow directly beneath a friend. I always want to call it a Balrog, but it's very much not. It's not a Balrog. We do not want to be sued, nor does Dungeon and Dragons. You disappear into this darkness, and you find yourself appearing again, directly under a Balor. This thing is tearing through Driders, ripping apart clerics. They're trying to throw divine magic against it, and it's just sizzling out before it even reaches the creature. It's got a tremendous longsword that's just crackling with electricity, and it just shoves it through the cleric. How tall is this thing? It's huge, so that I believe would be like 16 feet. So I don't know if this is real D&D rules, but one of my favorite things, I think it was in it was in either the Pathfinder or the 3.5 Monster Manual, was it just made it so that every size category is just a factor of two. So like a regular person is about six feet tall. Right. A couple inches here or there, but whatever. That's medium. Yeah. A large creature is about 12 feet tall. That is sensible. Okay, so then a Baylor would be like 20 to, tw- 20 to 30 feet tall. I like that. I like that quite a lot. That does make a lot of sense. It also works out really well because that makes a halfling about three feet tall. It does. And it makes a tiny creature about a foot and a half. About a foot and a half tall, which is about the size of a cat. Yeah. Yeah, that works. It really works. That all works out great. cleanly. Yeah. All right, excellent. So yeah, we're looking at like 20 or 30 feet tall. Right, so big fucker. You are well under it. All right, then, so it just ran through one of my priests. Yes. Okay, so I would sprint up to, you know, it just stabbed through and then I I'm, I expect the hand to be drawn back 
So I'm sprinting up to where that is and like giving a kind of like, you know, you know, go in peace. <laughs> and you like, you know, go give her a little last rites, right? And then whipping the arm with this tentacle rod so that when he brings his arm back, the momentum will carry me up and over him and then let go at the right minute and just come down on like his face or the back of his neck with this with this a blade using momentum and gravity to just cut him open. So I want the obvious combination. Acrobatics. So the way we're going to roll this is because setting DCs for this shit is stupid, insane. Right. So what I'm going to do instead is I'm literally just going to attack you and that's going to be your DC. Nice, 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 nice. Okay, then my acrobatics is going to be a 12 plus 16 is 28. Okay. And the attack rolls are 26. So like he pulls back and he notices the mass and you just see him swing with the other arm. But to do that, he has to pull the other arm further back. And that's the thing that just whips you up. You can make your attack roll now. So I just, I'm I'm a little higher. Like, like I didn't expect to be quite this high. So I can like, I am out. Does he look up at me? Is he following me? So doesn't it swings at you with the other hand holding a flaming whip it just drags across the ground you see it take out one or two people just accidentally and it notices mask so he's actually in the process of trying to like not even cut just the fist holding the long sword just slamming that fist down on top of mask Oh, that's a problem. Okay, well, I should probably help. So I'm just going to go straight for the neck then. And just like, like much like a pirate would slide down a sail, mm-hmm. just plant it in his flesh and just cut as long and deep as I possibly can. Okay, give me that attack roll. All right. 16 plus 12 is also 28. 28's going to hit. Uh, does it count as a sneak attack? Yeah, mask is in five feet of him. All right, good deal. You are two people fighting a challenge 19 monster. Yes, you get your sneak attack. So that is going to be 41 points of damage total. So this is the second time I've really dug this blade into something and it's being dug into rather powerful creatures. So how does that uh, healing juice, how does that work? How does that get from the knife and into me? The way this works is basically any injury you do, it is still skimming off the top, basically. Right. So that 3d6, whatever value that is, is basically stored as charge. Right. And you can use it to heal. Interesting. I could do that? Like, do I understand that? Yes. So the trick is basically thievery is a subdomain of chaos. Right. So it's all still basically when it happens, it's a little foreign. It's using the stuff you do in a way that you're not used to, but you can still trace those threads really easily. Okay, excellent. Well, I'm not I'm not wounded yet, and I have no real impetus to heal Mask, so I'm not going to heal him. So yeah, yeah, I get it, but but she's amused by it. Mm-hmm. And then she will follow up with um, her second attack and then her um, ninja shit. That's a 9 plus 12 is a 21. 21 is going to hit still. All right, and then with her ninja kick is going to be 8 plus 10 is 18. That's not going to hit. All right, then just with the sword again. Yeah. And no sneak attack this time. Just that. And that's going to be an extra nine points of damage as they cut again. you fancy doing nine damage. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And also this. You ride that thing like down its back, just sliding down. You can see a little bit of bone. The bone is crackling with just energy. This thing is manifest element. It's just evil, chaos, fire, lightning, made body. So its bones are not particularly material, but you can see them. Right. You hit the ground and it like rears up and you take that opportunity to just slash across the back of its leg. And it takes a swing at you. That kick turns more into a jump because you plant your legs against its leg against its foot as it's swinging back and you just push and it's just enough to clear the distance. Nice. I'll do a little twirl, a land, all proud of myself. Like, oh, this is, this is, this is fun and it's going extremely well. And I will proudly hand the dagger back. Does a, uh, does a 24 hit your AC? 24 definitely hits me. Yes, absolutely. So you kind of like do that little flip backwards, go to hand the thing off to mask. 
and there is suddenly just searing heat. 22 points of fire damage. Mm. And I need you to make a strength save. Oh, oh dear. Oh, dear. Strength saves are not my um, good. Ooh, four plus one is five. Yeah, so you're immediately yanked about uh, 10 feet towards this thing. <laughs> she just landed a couple blows and she's all, well, I've done very well. Yeah. Ow. Okay. But I still have the blade? Uh, yeah, it's still in your hand. Good. Turns out I'm going to need that healing energy. Yeah. After all. So it yanks you forwards. You actually like land and roll. Parkour. Coming up kind of at this thing's feet. It's towering over you. As previously mentioned, a good 15 to 20 feet taller than you are. I did kind of get its attention. It's fair. It looms. It smiles. <laughs> oh, a name would be great. Would you like to know who I killed? It smiles. And then it's got that very, very deep, very, very rumbling voice. I'll get a promotion for your head, Dark Mother. And it just raises the longsword up. It tries to slam it into the ground with you between the sword and the ground. I made it so personal. It's so much more fun now. All right. Okay. So I don't want that. I would like to not be between this and the ground. I would like to scamper off to either direction, whichever seems most convenient. How's a 21 do? 21 hit my AC? Definitely hits my AC. Unfortunately, just. Like, like it's. I have AC of 20, so it's like fucking oh, just. That sucks. 3d8 plus 8. It's okay. Plus 3d8 fire. Or 3d8 lightning. So that's going to be 41 points of damage. Up to this point, you've moved like a 20th level character. This is the first point where you've moved like a god. Right. This sword comes down and you get that shard up and you're relying entirely on the fact that this thing is divine and you just brace against it. Your feet crack the stone beneath you. You are driven down an inch. You barely manage to hold it together, but it's the lightning that's crackling off of this that still burns your skin. It's Mask's turn. Mask does not have a weapon on him. Does not. Well, well, I mean, my sword is over there, and it's quite a good sword. Way over there, yes. We're going to try some, some risky business. Mask runs over. This thing has swung down, and he jumps and drops, ki drop kicks it in the wrist. Nice. Six plus six damage, so he does twelve points of damage to it. The Belar is going to make a strength save. Oh, he's going for a disarm. Fuck yeah, Mask. Get him. Mask drop kicks this thing in the wrist. Its sword clatters to the ground. Ah, damn, he's so good. He lands in a roll and just with both hands hefts what is effectively for him a great sword. He comes to his feet and he's carrying it around like goddamn monster hunter. Nice, like Cloud. Yeah. I gotta say, it's gonna be a shame to kill him. I really starting to like this guy. <laughs> How wounded is the Baylor looking? I mean, it's been hit before. Right, right. That's not great. Okay. <laughs> um. All right, then I am going to... As a bonus action, you can make an insight check against a creature you can see that isn't incapacitated, contested by the target's deception check. If I succeed, I can use my sneak attack ability against the target, even if I don't have advantage on the attack roll. So that's what I would like to do. I'm looking for an opening, a weakness to take this thing out. So you're rolling against a 17. So you succeed, essentially. Yeah, basically. I have a plus 16 and I rolled a two. So I got 18. That's... <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking stupid. <laughs> you get it. Basically, this thing, once it's down the sword, it's not even sure what to do. Opening and closing its hand, trying to figure out how it dropped the sword. Looks at his hand, does the open and close it a couple of times, looks back over to Mask holding it. Shadow Lord, I don't need to kill two gods today, but I'll be happy to. And then I'm just going to cut him in his fucking weak spot. Go for it advantage. That's probably going to work. 
But that's even better. A natural 20 makes it 32 to hit him. And I'm just going to fucking double all my goddamn dice. And that's going to be a total of 56 points of damage as she just charges this thing, runs straight up its arm, and plunges the blade into its neck. Baylor screams, and it starts batting at its uh, shoulder, just trying to get you off of it. It basically tenses all of its muscles, and the moment it releases, there's just a wave of heat. So you're going to take eight points of fire damage. Right, always. Not a huge amount. And then it's going to attack with the whip. Okay, I have one more attack. Instead of attacking, can I use the blade to heal myself? Yeah. Then that's absolutely, absolutely what I'm going to do. The 3d6 damage you just did? Yes. Uh, that you can just convert directly into heat, hit points. It's going to be your bonus action, or it normally would. I'll make the trade-off that it can be your extra attack because you already used your bonus action. I appreciate that. All right, then no I will I will shove those 17 points directly into me and feel a little bit better. You are consuming the thing's essence. Is it good? Uh, kind of. Yeah. You feel fire and lightning inside of you. It's just a sheer bit of power, and it's not pleasant, but it's like your body is using that as fuel to do the healing. It is the least pleasant healing you've felt in quite a while, and you've spent a lot of time healing lately. Is Mask close enough to me where if I drop this blade, it'll end up in his hand? Uh, Mask is currently holding a tremendously large sword. Right, so he's fine. Okay, then I'll just hang on to the blade. So does a 26 hit you? Even with stupid ninja shit, a 26 absolutely hits me. Okay, so you're going to take 33 points of damage as he manages to basically hit you with the whip. And he's going to fling you down. And rather than doing the extra attack because he's missing his thing, I want you to make that same DC 20 strength throw. And I'm going to aim you at mask. I'm making a strength check. Is that what you're having me do? I'm sorry. St uh, saving throw. Saving throw. Okay, can I... I don't think that makes a difference for you, but just it in does case. does not. Is there anything I can roll except for strengths? Can I roll athletics? It is explicitly a strength right. saving throw. Fair. Okay. That is an eight plus one is nine. Hits you with the whip and then hurls you into mask. Ow, I'm hurt. I don't know about mask, but I'm pretty beat up. Mask has deflect missile. And strictly speaking, I am using you as a ranged attack, so I'm going to give it to him because it's funnier that way. A D8 plus his divinity score is well over the 10 damage you would have taken. Nice. So Mask basically just takes this sword and just shifts it a little bit to brace against it with the other arm kind of catches you and slides back. The sword leaves a gash about three feet long in the stone as you slide backwards. Awesome. But he basically just rolls you off to the side after that. Neat. Very cool. There's that moment where you're in nearly any other story. Like, this would be the romantic, oh, my hero. No, he just rolls you off to the side. Doesn't quite drop you, no. but puts you down. Right. And then he just spins with that sword. 25 is going to hit, slams it into this thing's side. Resists the lightning damage pretty well. And then it's going to have to make... been trash on its saves. <laughs> he just sweeps its legs out. Wow. Knocks the thing fully on its ass. Wow, that is a good sword. He's almost swinging it just with the sheer momentum and the weight of it, just spinning in a circle and catches it behind the knees, takes the thing to the ground. The wings hit the ground. It looks like those probably hurt a lot. Excellent. And he just, he doesn't even hit it like to cut. He takes the flat of the thing as it's trying to stand up and just slams it into the thing's chest to force it back onto the ground. It is your turn. Great. Uh, well, it is prone and I am going to carve that shit up is basically what I'm going to do. So I'm just going to go for its neck again. I've, I've stabbed it in the neck before. I'm trying to end it and I'm really trying to see like if killing something with this blade is different than wounding something with this blade. That is my hope. It's an experiment. And that is exactly what this is. I am a scientist. It's a trial run. That's right. <laughs> all right, so the first one is going to be a 27 to hit. Yeah, that's going to hit. All right, give him all my sneaks. 
and that is going to be 32 points of damage as she drives Fantastic. that back into its neck. If it's not dead, I can follow it's up. It's not. Then she will follow up. She will just plunge the knife deeper. A natural 20. That is going to be Fantastic. 32, which I assume will hit. And she's going to you know, shove her little psychic blade in there. And it'll take another 22 points of damage. Is that with the 3d6, now 66 from the dagger? That is not with that uh, at all, actually. Hang on. <laughs> that is with an extra 12. So 12 plus 22 is going to be 34 points of damage. It is angry, but not dead. Then she is going to do a little backflip off it to get away from it, therefore kicking it. 19 to hit? Uh, 19 doesn't. Okay, then she just backflips away and gets that little bonus to her AC and is back at mask. And he's a little frustrated at this point. Like, she really thought she had it. This is turning out to be a little harder than she had anticipated. Like, it was a fun day out. Yeah. And now it just feels like work. It's just ending frustratingly. But she's going to hand the blade back if mask wants it. It's here as an option. He'll take it. Oh, I should have healed. I really should have healed, but I can do it next round. The Baylor, in sort of a last desperate move, just manages to pull itself to the, to its feet. And then it tries to swing at Mask. Mask, just like skipping rope, right. hops over the uh, fire. And then just in sheer desperation maneuver, it's just going to try to punch you. So I do know that a 23 hits your AC. Definitely hits my AC. You're going to take nine points of damage from approximately five foot wide fist. Right. Right. It's basically just barrels forward, swings at mask. That doesn't work. And then it just clocks you. It would be a punch to the gut, but instead it's a punch to your entire torso and most of your legs. It's like being hit by a bus. Yeah. That's nine points. One plus strength. I was able to roll with it, at least. All right. Ow. It starts looking around. It is panicking and it just bellows in abyssal the armies that were being held back by your forces double in momentum and they surge forward they start coming towards you they're just barely being held back at this point we need to end this thing yeah they need to see him die so that they are crushed we need to crush their spirits and kill their general before this goes very badly masks turn the first time he's going to miss a swing. A team, right up until now. Yeah. He was the MVP right up until now. He's fucking nailing it. Takes the dagger from you and then just flings it, trying to hit this thing. And the whip just cracks it out of the air. Ow. It starts storming forward and just. Shadow Lord, you know better than this. The thing is rearing up and it's getting ready to go in for a kill. This thing is cocky. It's your turn. This thing is cocky for taking on two gods. Uh, is that blade like anywhere where I could snatch it out of the air? It absolutely oh, is. Great. Then would it be as cool if you didn't snatch it out of the air? No, it wouldn't be. It has to be snatched no, out of so the air. No, so it's so you can snatch it out of the air. Right, excellent. Then I would do like 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 that. I'm going to leap into into the air, grab this thing from midair, twist around so that I am in perfect striking distance, and once again rebury this thing into its fucking deck. Believe in you. <laughs> believe in me too, Dylan. That's going to be a 19 plus 12 is a 31. The dice also believe in me. So that's 100% going to hit. Yeah. And that is going to do with my psychic nonsense and sneak attack nonsense. 36 points of damage as she buries that blade home once again. Make a dexterity save. 14 plus 10 is 24. Do you have... Uh, evasion yet? Yeah, I do. Absolutely. Okay, fantastic. You drive this thing into the thing's neck and it screams. It goes to reach up to you and all you do is just leverage the blade and go from like in the neck below the head to just up into the head. Its eyes just burn with hate and fire. It tries to curse your name, but you have removed that ability very thoroughly. And then its eyes burn with more than just hatred. They burn with actual fire. And this thing ruptures. Mask hefts this like three foot wide blade and just gets behind it. Smart. You, on the other hand, have to pull on a little bit more. How do you 
avoid an explosion. She's right at its face. So she's like wrapped around its neck and she has this blade, you know, she's just digging around inside its head. She's like, no, it's, it's okay. Just accept the inevitable little death awaits. And then as soon as she sees it, it's going to blow up. She just plants her feet on it and then wrenches the blade out of its neck as she just like backflips off it to get as much distance as possible. It's one of those things where you're like carried a little bit by the shock right. wave and it keeps you like just ahead of the flames. Sure, because that's how physics work. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's not, but fuck it. Who gives a shit? Physics is for nerds. <laughs> you get launched probably a good 40 feet into the air between jumping off of this thing and the explosion. And you land in a smoking crater. There's a couple of dead demons, drider, clerics, uh, worshippers of your son and your grandson. The magic in it clearly shorted out. A huge, basically, slab of iron just topples over. And Mask stands up. That was truly obnoxious. I never want to do that again. Mm, Yes, but go team. And then I will heal myself with the dagger. So you do that. The next time that you attack with this dagger, you can basically spend the charge accumulated in it and it'll roll like the longsword of the Baylor. Oh, neat. Very neat. So 3d8 slashing plus 3d8 lightning. That sounds great. Okay. It's a it's a one-off charge, but that's what we're doing. Because we killed it with this dagger. Mm-hmm. Is it dead dead? Did we destroy its soul and it's then trapped in the dagger? Or is it going to regenerate past the, the border? Its soul is not trapped in the dagger. Its soul is digested by the dagger. Eight. What is left of it is that charge, is that like you have drained something fundamental out of it. And I also imagine that by taking it, by actually removing a general from the battle, as opposed to him just coming back, we've shifted the battle a bit too, right? Oh yeah. Nice. Nice. I know he's not happy, but my character is extremely happy. She's incredibly yeah, pleased. This has all gone very well. We just got by. She she dramatically extends a hand, you know, to help him up from behind his sword. So he reaches up, he grabs you, standard, you know, Spartan arm grab. Yeah. As he does, you can see like the the threading on the glove almost snake out and wrap around your arm. It's a red thread. All right. Does he seem aware of this? Not even a little bit. So how far are we from this hole? Maybe like 10 feet. She would see that thread and like like for a moment, like she had a, she had a friend, not a friend, mm, yeah. a playmate, right? An ally. She, she, I wouldn't use those words An either. An aligned conspirator. A very good dog, right? So, you know, so, something, you know, like a really good dog, right? Yeah. But she realizes that, you know, it's impossible that the, you know, what she's been trying to cut away, what she's been trying to remove, what she's been trying to get free from. And she looks around. It's not just him. These red threads are everywhere. They are are tying this whole place down. Everything she's built, everything that she's done has been. It's like an infestation of worms. You can see it wrapping around. It is entwining itself into every web you've woven. Yeah, I mean, she spent this whole adventure like like make, making new bonds, making new connections with this person, and it's just such a shame that in the end, it all has to go. And so she'd help him up, and she'd just gently, you know, slide her arm around his back, and she'd gesture towards this hole, and she'd be like, thank you. Thank you for a lovely day and for showing me just what needs to be done and then just shove him into it. He stumbles for the first couple of steps, like he's shoved. But at the same time, to him, this is still a job. Right. He stumbles and in the stumble, he turns and there's just a little like half-assed snapped off salute. And the last step at the edge turns into just a jump and a dive into the deepest reaches of the abyss. She'll lean over and watch him. Because he it is, he does make a lovely form mm-hmm. and he is so impressive. And for a moment, she feels just the tiniest amount of, ah, oh, I'll miss him. Yeah. And then she turns to the fabric of the reality of everything that she has built and she gets to cutting. You take this dagger and you cut through everything. You cut the fibers 
connecting its denizens to the territory. Thousands of your worshippers are cast loose into the abyss. The buildings start to crumble. Your palace is ripped apart. But as you do this, there's nothing else for those fab for those fibers to wrap around anymore. And they start to coalesce. And the more of them that gather, the more you can see the directionality. They aren't just infiltrating. They're coming from somewhere. They're all coming from one place. And they start to bind. You see it, and then you start directing it. And it starts to form a rope. It stretches out past the limits of the abyss, past the limits of the astral sea. It passes through realities somewhere. And you have this line, this tether, that's drawing you in, that's been drawing in everything you've ever worked for, and pulling you out into nowhere. And instead of having it pull on everything all at once and snake out in random directions and grab little bits and pieces, right? If this is inevitable, then she would just be, let's just have it. And she would take out her tentacle rod and she would summon these tentacles, whip it towards this rope and just wrap around it, just fully embrace it. And with her hand, just draw it further in. Bring the storm. Those threads that you've cut, all of that power freed up, you feel yourself rejuvenated. Healing is a slow process simply because you're dedicating your energy to so many things at once. Mm -hmm. At this point, all of that power, all of those webs weave through you. And then they wrap out and they tether you to this line and they extend through until it's sheathed in that simple dark purple that marks everything you've done. And you pull back. You ride this thread. You drag yourself back along the line towards its creator to whatever source thinks it has any right over your powers. And Lolth rides this line of chaos, this plan woven by an inept usurper across the astral sea to Kalgun. And at the edges of it, you can see that it forms into these tendrils, and these tendrils weave themselves into ropes and strings and fibers, and you can see that you are not the only one being called. They extend out in all directions. As far as you can tell, you're just the first to arrive. As I'm the first to arrive, before this this place that we began at where the hole was. Uh, this was a parade route. This was a usually a place for cele for celebration. I imagine there'd be a lot of um, coronations. Well, not coronations. There'd be one coronation, but there'd be a lot of like people would get, oh, you did very well in the name of the queen, that kind of thing. Yes, this is where you like, you named your chosen. You ascended people to become next to your angels. This is a place of announcements. Yes. Excellent. Then this is a perfect place to announce myself. And as I arrive, I simply shall step forward and announce myself. And that's where we'll leave it for now. Perfect. Thank you for joining us for God's Fall Season 6, Episode 9, Let Chaos Reign, Part 2. To listen to the next episode of God's Fall right now, check out patreon.com slash godsfall. Want to watch us play live? Check out our streaming campaign, God's Fall Escape the Union, on twitch.tv slash godsfall. Or catch replays on youtube.com slash godsfall. And we'll see you next time in the world of the five kingdoms.